A Drama of Exile by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Drama of Exile. Scene 1. Scene. The outer side of the Gate of Eden shut fast with cloud, from the depth of which revolves a sword of fire, self-moved. Adam and Eve are seen in the distance, flying along the glare. Lucifer alone. Rejoice in the clefts of Gehenna, my exiled, my host. Earth has exiles as hopeless as when a heaven's empire was lost. Through the seams of her shaken foundations, smoke up in great joy. With the smoke of your fierce exultations, deform and destroy. Smoke up with your lurid revenges, and darken the face of the white heavens, and taunt them with changes from glory and grace. We, in falling, while destiny strangles, pull down with us all. Let them look to the rest of their angels. Who's safe from a fall? He saves not. Where's Adam? Can pardon requicken that sod? Unkinged is the king of the garden, the image of God. Other exiles are cast out of Eden. More curse has been hurled. Come up, O oh my locusts, and feed in the green of the world. Come up. We have conquered by evil. Good reigns not alone. I prevail now, and, angel or devil, inherit a throne. In sudden apparition, a watch of innumerable angels, rank above rank, slopes up from around the gates to the zenith. The angel Gabriel descends. Hail, Gabriel, the keeper of the gate. Now that the fruit is plucked, Prince Gabriel, I hold that Eden is impregnable under thy keeping. Angel of the sin, such as you stance, pale in the drear light, which rounds the rebel's work with maker's wrath, there shalt be an idea to all souls, a monumental melancholy gloom, seen down all ages whence to mark despair, and measure out the distances from good, go from us straight away. Wherefore? Lucifer, thy last step in this place trod sorrow up, recoil before that sorrow, if not this sword. Angels are in the world, wherefore not I? Exiles are in the world, wherefore not I? The cursed are in the world, wherefore not I? Depart. And where's the logic of depart? Our Lady Eve had half been satisfied to obey her Maker, if I had not learned to fix my postulate better. Dost thou dream of guarding some monopoly in heaven instead of earth? Why, I can dream with thee to the length of thy wings. I do not dream. This is not heaven, even a dream, nor earth as earth was once first breathed amongst the stars, articulate glory from the mouth divine, to which the myriad spheres thrilled audibly, touched like lute-string and the sons of God. Said Amen, singing it, I know that this is earth not new-created, but new-cursed, this Eden's gate not opened, but built up. With a final cloud of sunset, do I dream? Alas, not so. This is the Eden lost, by Lucifer, the serpent, this sword, this sword alive with justice and with fire, that smote upon the forehead Lucifer, the angel, 
Wherefore, angel, go, depart, enough is sinned and suffered. By no means. Here's a brave earth to sin and suffer on. It holds fast still, it cracks not under curse, it holds like mine immortal. Presently we'll sow it thick enough with graves as green, or greener, certes, than its knowledge tree. We'll have the cypress for the tree of life, more eminent for shadow. For the rest, we'll build it dark, with towns and pyramids, and temples, if it please you. We'll have feasts and funerals also, merry-makes and wars, till blood and wine shall mix and run along right o'er the edges. And, good Gabriel, ye like that word in heaven, I too have strength. Strength to behold him, and not worship him. Strength to fall from him, and not cry on him. Strength to be in the universe, and yet neither God nor his servant. The red sign burnt on my forehead, which you taunt me with, is God's sign that it bows not unto God. The potter's mark upon his work, to show it rings well to the striker. I and the earth can bear more curse. O miserable earth! O ruined angel! Well, and if it be, I chose this ruin. I elected it of my will, not of service. What I do, I do volition, not obedient, and overtop thy crown with my despair. My sorrow crowns me. Get thee back to heaven, and leave me to the earth, which is mine own, in virtue of her ruin, as I hers in virtue of my revolt. Turn thou from both that bright, impassive, passive angelhood, and spare to read us backward any more of the spent hallelujahs. Spirit of scorn, I might say of unreason, I might say, that who despairs acts, that who acts convives, with God's relations set in a time and space, that who elects assumes a something good, which God made possible, that who lives obeys, the law of a life-maker. Let it pass. No more, thou Gabriel. What if I stand up and strike my brow against the crystalline roofing the creatures? Shall I say, for that, my stature is too high for me to stand, henceforward I must sit? Sit thou. I kneel. A heavenly answer. Get thee to thy heaven, and leave my earth to me. Through heaven and earth, God's will moves freely, and I follow. As colours follow light, he overflows. The firmamental walls with deity, therefore with love, his lightnings go abroad. His pity may do so, his angels must, whene'er he gives them charge. Verily, I and my demons, who are spirits of scorn, might hold this charge of standing with a sword twixt man and his inheritance, as well as the benignest angel of you all. Thou speakest in the shadow of thy charge. If thou hadst gazed upon the face of God, this morning for a moment thou hadst known that only pity fitly can chastise. Hate but avenges. As it is, I know something of pity. When I reeled in heaven, and my sword grew too heavy for my grasp, stabbing through matter which it could not pierce so much as the first shell of, toward the throne, when I fell back, down, staring up as I fell, the lightnings holding open my scathed lids, and that thought of the infinite of God hurled after to precipitate descent, when countless angel faces, still and stern, pressed out upon me from the level heavens, 
adown the abysmal spaces, and I fell, trampled down by your stillness, and struck blind by the sight within your eyes. Twas then I knew how ye could pity my kind angelhood. Alas, discrowned one, by the truth in me, which God keeps in me, I would give away, or save the truth and his love keeping it, to lead thee home again into the light, and hear thy voice chant with the morning stars, when their rays tremble round them with much song, sung in more gladness. Sing, my morning star, last beautiful, last heavenly that I loved. If I could drench thy golden locks with tears, what were it to this angel? What love is, and now I have named God. Yet, Gabriel, by the lie in me which I keep myself, thou art a false swearer. Were it otherwise, what dost thou hear, vouchsafing tender thoughts to that earth-angel, or earth-demon, which, thou and I have not solved the problem yet enough to argue, that fallen Adam there, that red clay in a breath, who must forsooth live in a new apocalypse of sense, with beauty and music waving in his trees, and running in his rivers, to make glad his soul made perfect. Is it not for hope, a hope within thee deeper than thy truth, of finally conducting him and his, to fill the vacant thrones of me and mine, which affront heaven with their vacuity? Angel, there are no vacant thrones in heaven, to suit thy empty words, glory and life. Fulfill your own depletions, and if God sighed you far from him, his next breath drew in, a compensative splendour up the vast, flushing the starry arteries. With a change! So let the vacant thrones and gardens too fill as may please you, and be pitiful, as ye translate that word, to the dethroned and exiled, man or angel. The fact stands that I, the rebel, the cast out and down, am here and will not go, while there, along the light to which ye flash the desert out, flies your adopted Adam, your red clay in two kinds, both being flawed. Why, what is this? Whose work is this? Whose hand was in the work? Against whose hand? In this last strife, methinks I am not a fallen angel. Doth thou know aught of those exiles? I, I know they have fled silent all day along the wilderness. I know they wear, for burden on their backs, the thought of a shut gate of paradise, and faces of the marshalled cherubim shining against not for them. And I know they dare not look in one another's face, as if each were a cherub. Dost thou know aught of their future? Only as much as this, that evil will increase and multiply without a benediction. Nothing more. Why so, the angels taunt? What should be more? God is more. Proving what? That he is God, and capable of saving Lucifer. I charge thee by the solitude he kept, ere he created, leave the earth to God. My foot is on the earth, firm as my sin. I charge thee by the memory of heaven, ere any sin was done, leave earth to God. My sin is on the earth, to reign thereon. I charge thee by the choral song we sang, when up against the white shore of our feet, the depths of creation swell and break, and the new worlds beaded foam and flower, of all that coil roared outward into space, on thunder edges leave the earth to God. My woe is on the earth, to curse thereby. I charge thee by that mournful star which trembles. Enough spoken. 
as the pine in Norland forest drops its weight of snows by a night's growth, so, growing towards my ends, I drop thy counsels. Farewell, Gabriel. Watch out thy service. I achieve my will. And peradventure in the after years, when thoughtful men shall bend their spacious brows upon the storm and strife seen everywhere, to ruffle their smooth manhood, and break up with lurid lights of intermittent hope their human fear and wrong, they may discern the heart of a lost angel in the earth. Chorus of Eden Spirits, Chanting from Paradise, While Adam and Eve Fly Across the Sword Glare Hearken, oh hearken, let your souls behind you, turn gently moved. Our voices feel along the dread to find you, O lost beloved, through the thick-shielded and strong-marshaled angels they press and pierce. Our requiems follow fast on our evangels, voice throbs in verse. We are but orphaned spirits left in Eden a long time ago. God gave us golden cups, and we were bidden to feed you so. But now our right hand hath no cup remaining, no work to do. The mystic hydromel is spilt and staining the whole earth through. Most ineradicable stains for showing, not interfused, that brighter colors were the world's foregoing than shall be used. Hearken, O oh hearken, ye shall hearken surely for years and years. The noise beside you dripping coldly, purely, of spirit's tears. The yearning to a beautiful denied you shall strain your powers. Ideal sweetnesses shall overglide you, resumed from ours. In all your music, our pathetic minor, your ears shall cross, and all good gifts shall mind you of diviner, with sense of loss. We shall be near you in your poet languors and wild extremes, what time ye vex the desert with vain angers or mock with dreams. And when upon you, weary after roaming, death's seal is put, by the foregone ye shall discern the coming through eyelids shut. Hark, the Eden trees are stirring. Soft and solemn in your hearing. Oak and linden, palm and fir, Tamarisk and juniper, Each still throbbing in vibration Since that crowning of creation, When the God-breath spake abroad, Let us make man like to God. And the pines stood quivering As the awful word went by, Like a vibrant music string Stretched from mountain peak to sky. And the platen did expand, Slow and gradual, branch and head, and the cedar's strong black shade fluttered brokenly and grand. Grove and wood were swept aslant in emotion jubilant. Which divine impulsion cleaves in dim movements to the leaves, dropped and lifted, dropped and lifted, in the sunlight greenly sifted, in the sunlight and the moonlight greenly sifted through the trees. Ever wave the Eden trees, in the nightlight and the moonlight, with a ruffling of green branches, shaded off to resonances, never stirred by rain or breeze. Fare ye well, farewell. The sylvan sounds, no longer audible, expire at Eden's door. 
each footstep of your treading, treads out some murmur which ye heard before. Farewell, the trees of Eden ye shall hear nevermore. Hark the flow of the four rivers, hark the flow, how the silence round you shivers while our voices through it go, cold and clear. Think a little, while ye hear of the banks where the willows and the deer crowd in intermingled ranks, as if all would drink at once where the living water runs, of the fish's golden edges flashing in and out the sedges of the swans on silver thrones, floating down the winding streams with impassive eyes turned shoreward, and a chant of undertones, and the lotus leaning forward to help them into dreams, Fare ye well, farewell, the river sounds no longer audible, expire at Eden's door, each footstep of your treading treads out some murmur which ye heard before. Farewell, the streams of Eden, ye shall hear nevermore. I am the nearest nightingale that singeth in Eden after you, and I am singing loud and true and sweet. I do not fail. I sit upon a cypress bough, close to the gate, and I fling my song over the gate and through the mail of the warden angels marshalled strong, over the gate and after you. And the warden angels let it pass, because the poor brown bird, alas, sings in the garden sweet and true. And I build my song of high pure notes, note after note, height over height, till I strike the arch of the infinite, and I bridge abysmal agonies with strong, clear calms of harmonies, and something abides, and something floats, in the song which I sing after you. Fare ye well, farewell. The creature sounds, no longer audible, expire at Eden's door. Each footstep of your treading treads out some cadence which ye heard before. Farewell, the birds of Eden. Ye shall hear nevermore. We linger, we linger, the last of the throng, like the tones of a singer who loves his own song. We are spirit aromas of blossom and bloom. We call your thoughts home as ye breathe our perfume. To the amaranth splendor of fire on the slopes, to the lily bells tender and gray heliotropes, to the poppy plains keeping such dream breath and bleed that the angels their stepping grew whiter to see, to the nook set with molly ye jested one day in. Till your smile waxed too holy and left your lips praying. To the rose in the bower place that dripped o'er you sleeping. To the asphodel flower place you walked ankle deep in. We plucked at your mend, we stroked down your hair. We faint in our lament and pine into air. Fare ye well, farewell. The Eden sense no longer sensible expire at Eden's door. Each footstep of your treading treads out some fragrance which ye knew before. Farewell, the flowers of Eden ye shall smell nevermore. There is silence. Adam and Eve fly on and never look back. Only a colossal shadow, as of the dark angel passing quickly, is cast upon the sword glare. End of scene one.